Hey, listen, welcome to episode 19. My name is Jeffrey Morse. With me today is Nathan Wagner. Hey, what's up, guys? And Robert Douglas. Hey, guys. If you guys didn't know, you can follow us all individually on our own Twitter accounts as well. You can find me at the Jeffrey Morse. Oh, you can find me at what is my the Nathan Wagner? The Nathan Wagner. The Nathan <laughs> Wagner. I was going to say not just you, any Nathan Wagner. But I, I wanted to give you the opportunity. I can't even remember my own Twitter <laughs> nope. handle. And uh, Rob, where, where can we find you at? I'm at Rob Douglas Five. I think that's right. Yeah, I think you. Are. Um, so you, get, you hit us <laughs> up on Twitter if you got any uh, questions or you want to. Uh, chat with us about any of the things we talk about here on the show. Also, follow us on our uh, main uh, show Twitter, which is at Halison underscore games. Uh, we sometimes throw some questions up on there, news articles, uh, maybe that we can't talk about necessarily on the show because of just timing, uh, but we can still start a conversation there. We'll be reading the reply we got earlier uh, today um, from someone about what were some of your favorite 2000s games. So, um, that will be our question of the week segment with Rob that he will be hosting here. But before we jump into that, we have a few news items this week. So first news. one, the long awaited. Finally, it's happening. It's real. It's confirmed. We knew it was happening, but we just hadn't heard anything. Uh, but Red Dead Redemption 2, official. It's coming. Woo. They should have named it Red Dead Rehash. would have been a much better title we um yeah earlier guys we were on facebook going back and forth on like what would be a better title than red dead redemption 2 because that seems so kind of copy cut and paste it doesn't really smoothly roll off the tongue but it cashes in on that brand name cha-ching yeah yeah that's true when like the first one was red dead revolver and now we then we had red dead redemption now we have red dead redemption 2 i mean come on just, there's a million free words just i didn't use one of them let, let's not pretend like everyone acknowledges red dead revolver and actually knows what that game exactly. is because no one played that. that's what i was gonna say <laughs> i didn't even know that red dead revolver was a thing until like i think maybe six months ago or something like that like someone brought that up i was like what <laughs> like yeah it was the game before red dead redemption i'm like i thought that was the first game of the series yeah. so but uh no yeah. really uh I, I think we all agree they could have come up with some better title, but then it's, again, I I was uh, pointing out earlier that this is Rockstar we're talking about, the ones who just put a, a game called GTA Five, right after GTA Four and GTA right Three. GTA like Vice Cities, I think was the second one, right? Or was that? Yeah, a yeah. no, I think that, that was like a spinoff from GTA Three. Uh, like I said it was. Oh, I don't remember. So they have subtitles. Like I think it was called Sons of Liberty is the new one or something. But they, it's just GTA Five. That's the big thing. So yeah, not really yeah. surprised that they just put a number on the end of this one. Yeah. So uh, Jaeger in the comments just said we should. They should have called it Too Red, Too Dead. <laughs> Ooh, I actually like. That. Dude, that would be awesome. That could be a story expansion. Too red, <laughs> too dead. Um, but yeah, so but red, overall. Red Dead's coming the, out uh, next year. They announced it will be a fall 2017 game yeah. if it doesn't get delayed. Which we'll means see. it'll be summer 2018? Probably. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Although there is a trailer coming out this Thursday. Yes. Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern, is that correct? 
Yes. Is this a live unveiling of a trailer? Has a company ever made a live like trailer other than like a Nintendo Direct or a press conference thing before like this? I don't know, but the way I mean, they revealed than... this thing has been absolutely perfect. Like they've done yeah. a really good job with the hype and kind of being able to just kind of slowly trickle information and stuff like that. Slowly leaking things over the last year. I think it was an inside <laughs> job. Oh yeah, yeah no, always is. <laughs> um but yeah, so we'll, we might touch a little bit more uh, based on what we see in the trailer uh, next week if there's some new things that come out of that. But basically, Rockstar put out a photo with just their logo with the red background, which got everyone hyped uh, two days ago. And then uh, I think it was earlier today, they put out yeah. a photo with like a full posse of cowboys, kind of in that same red background. And so that was kind of confirming the game. And then they officially announced it today. So... Um, yeah, coming out next year. Look for that trailer on Thursday. We'll tweet it out um, as soon as that goes live. But um, should be fun. I, I, I'm, I'm not terribly excited. I mean, I'm glad it's not coming out for another year because I still haven't finished Red Dead Redemption. So I, yeah. I got pretty far in the 360 one. I, I want to say I got probably almost three quarters of the way through. Um, but my favorite thing was just messing around and just run around the world, do just random side stuff. And uh, never finished it, but now I'm... I got on PS3 about a year ago with the Ultimate Edition with all the DLC, and um, I'm, I'm not not very haven't progressed super far. Yeah, that one yet. Yeah. And and like we said, guys, uh, a couple episodes back we were talking about Red Dead Redemption, but this is the only time in my entire life that I've seen Jeff actually being maniacal and evil. <laughs> was while playing Red Dead Redemption when he was tying people to the train tracks and standing back and laughing. As they uh, got ran over. We have to bring that up again, don't we? Those are dark <laughs> times. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I think it'll be good. Um, if they do the multiplayer stuff right, it could be cool. I think Red Dead Redemption did yeah. have multiplayer, but just, I don't know, I didn't have a lot of friends online at the time when I was playing it, and I think it was a little wonky. So if they make it a really good like shared world where you can just kind of jump in around mm-hmm. with friends and run around and do a posse and do fun cowboy stuff, it could be could be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be really the... cool original but i didn't i played it like way late like three or four years after it came out so after everyone had already kind of played it and i enjoyed like the open world and there was some cool story stuff they did but i didn't necessarily love it as much as a lot of other people um and maybe that Mm -hmm. is because i missed out on all the multiplayer but it sounds like it could be awesome if you could just kind of posse up with like three or four of your friends and go around and like take over towns and shoot up saloons and stuff like that yeah that would be a lot of fun that was one of the first really realistic games like i remember playing i'm just like man i this looks really pretty. The environment's good, like the dynamic yeah. sunset and weather system, and just like riding through on your horse and listening to the like amazing soundtrack. Just, uh, I really just like the feel of the game. Yeah, awesome. there's nothing like it. So. Yes, that's awesome. Cool. So, our uh, next news piece today: um, Apple announced uh, this week that Super Mario Run, the Nintendo uh, smartphone game coming out in December, already has 20 million notification signups, and so. If you've been on your app store on your iPhone, you can see there's a little Mario icon that says, hey, click here. It's not out, but we'll notify you when it is available. Um, there's 20 million people who have already signed up to, like, please let me know the second this is available so I can throw money at it. Do you know, has Apple ever done anything like this before? Because no. I, don't, I don't remember ever hearing about, like, them I don't think so. like, a this pre-order, basically. This is the like... first time they've they've done it with uh, applications, as far, far as I know. Um, and it shows... And Apple also released yeah. this number shows their faith in yeah. Nintendo and Mario to bring Obviously. in the dollar bills. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, honestly, if you're going to cash in on any type of app out there, this is the one to do it on. Yeah, and 
I mean, at the same time, well, I'm not surprised at all because it is Mario and it is like on the App Store and stuff. When you put it in perspective, the last two Mario games on Wii U sold about four million and five million. That's total copies over the last what four years. Here we have yeah. 20 million people who are pledging basically their money to this new Mario game just because it's on a device that's more accessible. People own yeah. iPhones mm-hmm. rather than Nintendo people also Wii only sold 13 million Wii U's total to mm-hmm. date. So they couldn't yeah. even get close to those numbers, even if like they had a one-to-one attach rate. So. Yeah, and everyone and their grandma has a smartphone. So Yeah, well, and I think that's the reason why everyone talks about mobile gaming, and Nintendo is talking about how they want to kind of use their mobile games to bring people mm-hmm. over to um, to buy the like, dark Nintendo side. dedicated hardware and systems <laughs> and stuff like that. And while I think that's a great idea, I it's really hard for me to see people do that because I know everyone I know like plays some kind of game on their phone, but like mm-hmm. there are people who I know would like never in a million years buy like a Nintendo, a dedicated gaming system in general. They would just play cause they have like five minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. but they don't want to spend like $300 to buy a gaming system and sit down yeah. in front of their TV or even on the go with them or whatever. And then yeah. people like you and me who are diehard Nintendo fans, Nathan, but we'll probably <laughs> buy this cause we have iPhones and, it's a Mario game on the phone, we'll probably check it out type thing. Okay, I literally, like, I had the worst phone in the world. It was so terrible, <laughs> and I was, like, making a buy with it. And then, one, it finally died, but two... This was, like, earlier this, this year, This was, like, right? last year, last, last year. year. And ago. Nintendo had announced that they were making mobile games, and I could have just gone out, and I might have gone out and gotten, like, a kind of another <laughs> not-very-good phone, but I was like, <laughs> Nintendo's going to be making mobile games, and I'm going to want to play them and check them out. So I'm going to get an iPhone... And get a good phone that I'm going to be able to experience all that stuff on. So that's how much of a Nintendo diehard <laughs> fan I am. Like I say all the time, Nintendo fanboys right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i really interested to see what the pricing is on the game. Because um, it's it's not going to be a $1, $2, even $5 game. I think it's going to be around the 8 to 10 at least. I think... Oh, really? If wow. Nintendo wants to get it right, they can't charge more than $10 for it. I well, think like $8. Yeah, it, is, it is a free to start, yeah. which is good, so people will get hooked on it. But then the thing I also like about their pricing model, even though it has been like fully announced, is they said it's free to start, and then you basically buy the full game to unlock everything. It's not, hey, free to start, and you get one free play a day, and you have to pay $1 whenever you want to play more than that. It's just... You, you can start it, play the first couple levels, see if you like it or not, and then just buy the game, and there's no ads or microtransactions yeah, or other that, stuff. Yeah, I think that. that's super smart. But so, still again, keeping the integrity. On the App Store, like, there's hardly any apps that cost more than, like, $5 even. Like, even that's a yeah. lot of a high price but, point But on there's there. there's no Nintendo games. That's true. But I, yeah, but I think that Nintendo... this needs to be between 5 yeah. and $10 for it to really hit the sweet spot and have just millions and millions of people be like, hey, it's, like, 5 or 10 bucks. That's a... I would actually just be like, sure. Yeah, I would actually go the other side. I would say two to five dollars, simply because it is popular. It's Mario, and it's going to sell a lot. But I mean, Nintendo how many people? That That would be great. Yeah, Nintendo is too proud to do that. No, guys, they're putting Miyamoto and like like Takashi Tezuka. Like they're putting their big guys on this game. This is not like a. There's no way they're going to sell it for like less than like. Five dollars, like, I mean, and when you think about some other video companies, like uh, big third-party names like Capcom and Square Enix, they've put kind of more traditional console games like Knights of the Old Republic, Final Fantasy, Ducktales Remaster, you know, those type of games. They put them on the App Store, and they've been fifteen, twenty dollars, and they yeah, but have a lot of people bought them? Yeah, I mean, they they've put out like every Final Fantasy game, so I assume people are buying them, otherwise they wouldn't keep releasing them. Maybe, 
So. Yeah, but they're like seven dollars. Uh, I think I think I, all the Final I Fantasy games are seven dollars. Game you're talking about because I think some of them yeah. are more expensive. I know. That, I, expensive. All this to say, I think we're all interested to see what that price yes. is. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm very absolutely. curious. I think if they hit between like five and ten dollars, like I think eight to nine is like a really good. Anything less than ten is really good. If they get it, if it's any more than fifteen, I think that's a fail by Nintendo. Just the the amount of polish and time Nintendo puts into its first party software, I don't see them putting all that polish and everything and saying, all right, it's only worth, you know, pennies. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. We'll so, see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Find out. Either way, be sure to be a hit. Yes. Um, moving on, our last uh, news story this day um, is that Pokemon Sun and Moon has its official special demo on the eShop now for the 3DS. Came out this morning in North America, I think yesterday in Japan and Darn Japanese. Last night in Europe or some, some, <laughs> something like that. So, yeah, go out, check it out. You can download the free demo, see what you like. Um, I downloaded it this morning and then was playing it right before the show a little bit. Jeff, I know you were yep. checking it out as well. Me too. Um, I It looks pretty. Like, I really like... They changed from, like, the grid-based system, so you can kind of... The camera's, like, kind of freeform. It follows your it's camera more, a little bit more. It's more behind your character, like a third-person... Yeah, it's more third-person than, 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 like, top looking down. top and down. Which oh, is that's cool. interesting. Yeah. I think it's a good move. Yeah, it makes makes it feel new and fresh, and, like, rather than seeing, like, little, like, plots of land where you go, it's like, hey, your, your camera's behind your character, you can see what's beyond... And you can just kind of run around however you choose. It's, you're not locked on this moving left, up, down, or right like we have been since the yeah. original game. Yeah, which is awesome. And I think they have released some cool new Pokemon that look neat. Um, and you can also get a bunch of variant Alola forms for the original 150, which is awesome. And I I really like the setting. I'm super excited to... Like I said, I think a couple shows ago, this is my most anticipated game of the fall, probably. So mm-hmm. it comes out in one month. This is exactly one month from yeah. when it comes out. When, when Nathan booted it up so. right before the show, you went like, Woo! <laughs> like, like a, a pre-excitement, this like excitement laugh. So yes. it was it was pretty funny. But so if you're excited for that or interested, go check it out, see what you it's think. Free demo, you can always check it out. Um, I thought the demo was so-so. Um, I it was good for me to be able to see like kind of the new battle like system, how that looks and just how moving around the world looks, getting a feel for like the music and the art style of the game. Um, the demo itself, though, is pretty chatty. You don't get to do a ton of battles, um, but you do get to try one of the new uh, like Z moves um, with uh, Pikachu, which is pretty much they're like I think the way you describe it is it's kind of like a super kind of like a Super Saiyan uh, like Final Smash type move for Pokemon. Each Ultimate Pokemon move, basically. Uh, certain way to bust out all it. your nerd references. Yeah, and they have a. Uh, <laughs> It's like a certain move, and it's still really cool. It's like almost like a 15-second animation. So Dude, that, that was awesome. pretty cool to see. But. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, sweet. Moving on into our second segment. News is done. The long-awaited return of the question of the week with Rob. Take it away, Rob. All right. So the last question of the week we did was around episode 15, and we talked a little bit about uh, DLC and uh, a little bit about pre-order bonuses. But even going back further than that, episode four is when we last talked about our favorite games from a certain era. And last time we did the 90s, which had some great games, some classic games that we all, I mean, we were we were young elementary or <laughs> late elementary when we were playing those. We were first getting into video games, and so the 90s was a good time to play video games. But today we are talking about the a smaller era, 2000 to 2005. 
essentially this is this is when we were in like middle school and early high school um so we were all huge gamers at this point mm-hmm. i actually have to clarify i was not <laughs> i was <laughs> thinking about this and i this is like i didn't own a gamecube an xbox or a playstation 2 um, I didn't own, like, a Game Boy Advance or anything like that. So this is, like, my lost era of, like, gaming. The dark times. Lost like, era. I was looking through, I was like, I don't even know what games I'm going to pick. I played, like, one game <laughs> on this system. So He was telling us earlier that out of all the games, most of these games he played on other systems, right? Yeah, like, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, what did I play on PS2? I was like, I think I've only played, like, one or two games ever on PS2. Like, I played some PS2 games on my PS3 that got re-released, but that's about it. Sony likes the re-releases. They do love the re-releases. They do. Well, and then, I guess, I don't know about you, Jeff. I know you were pretty big in Nintendo at this time. Yeah. But, I mean, I had one of each of these systems. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, for for me, I, I, like I said, I've said before, um, I'm pretty big on the PS4 right now. That's probably what I play the most on that mm-hmm. because of destiny and overwatch and multiplayer stuff um but that was my actually my first uh real sony system that i ever owned i was i was kind of not necessarily against sony um but i didn't really care for most of the sony stuff on those on those uh platforms so when we got the gamecube for christmas i think it, that first about a year after it came out um i was all about the cube playing luigi's mansion mm-hmm. and you know all those type of launch games and Mario and everything beyond. Um, and then my brother actually picked up an Xbox, I think in 2003 or 2004, a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't play that one a ton. He got it mostly so he could like kind of play his like Madden and FIFA games <laughs> and not have to fight <laughs> for attention over the GameCube. Um, but yeah, so I we had Xbox and GameCube growing up. Never had the PS2, but my my grandma, she actually bought a PS2. That's really <laughs> It was really funny. Like they, awesome. they wanted like another DVD player at their house. That's how a lot of people got yeah, PS2s. And that, that's why yeah, PS2 that sold so much. Like P- DVD was this great new technology. Um, I think the Xboxes had DVD player, but GameCube didn't. And she was like, yeah. oh, you know, I want to get one. What would be a good, easy, accessible one? Uh, WD player. Like I heard there's like a PlayStation. Like, should I get that? So when you guys come over to, to you know, Granny's house, you can. Uh, play some video games. I'm like, oh yeah, like pick up the PS2. I don't have access to one of those. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so she picked it out and uh, yeah. grabbed a couple of games for it over the years. And nice. That, that's where I played most of my PlayStation okay. 2. Sweet. Yeah, I think of this generation. So I had a 64, which um, instantly was released in the 90s, but they were still making games even into the 2000s. Yeah, I think um, 2000. Well, GameCube came out 2000, end of 2001. Yeah, right? it came came basically yeah. right up to the GameCube launch. Yeah. I think Paper Mario came out right around the GameCube launch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and even after GameCube, that. Yeah. even after GameCube was released, they were still making 64 games up until probably 2003. What Nintendo are you talking about? That doesn't <laughs> exist. They might have made Madden for the 64, but I don't. No, think that's what any... I mean. Like they were still like, yeah, oh, yeah, Madden. A couple of the games they would go back onto it, but I mean, really, overall, that it was mostly the so, companies so you, that already started. You stayed on the 64 games. as long as you could. Yes. I stayed. As, I was on that thing for as long as I could. I had a 64. I had a Game Boy Advance, which came out in 2001 as well. I had an Xbox 360 that I played a lot of the ex, original Xbox games on. Mm-hmm. And then I had a PlayStation 2 and a computer. So I, I basically had a piece in all of these systems, <laughs> except for a GameCube. The GameCube was the only one I didn't own specifically. Almost, that's almost your renaissance there. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're a man of, 
This is yeah. The this, opposite here, Rob. This is my era. This is this is my time period. This so time without period. Any... So I can throw out any random names I've ever heard before and be like, "What is this game? Is it fun?" <laughs> yeah, probably. I All know right. most of them. Cool. Um. So, without any further ado, we're gonna go through and we'll just say our favorite game from each of these systems. I have four or uh, companies. Four pillars. Four pillars of the of basically video games in general um and so we'll each say what our favorite one is why that was our favorite one from that time period and um for some of these i'm sure there's going to be some great explanations behind them because i'm looking at our notes and i'm i see one that's really (laughs) intriguing so we're going to start with the computer because i really want to hear nathan's answer on this one so nathan could you take us away with the first game on <laughs> oh this i will take it away and i will give you a great yeah. explanation so this so, is games that released between 2000 and 2005 yes so when yeah. i first heard this question i was struggling a little bit because a lot of the pc games i played i think were released in like the uh, late 90s like i played a ton of age of empires 2 and i played uh, Zoo Tycoon and stuff like that. And I think most of that stuff was released, like, 99, like, right before 2000. Um, And then I started thinking, I was like, I know I played PC. Like, that was, like, the main, like, thing we had to play video games on was computer and stuff like that. And I was like, what did I play? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I played all of the Nancy Drew games. So (laughs) the Nancy Drew um, video games, I think, developed and published by Her Interactive Entertainment. Um... My sister, I think, got the first one. <laughs> Entertainment. I think my sister got, like, the first one. And it was, like, five... They were cheap. It was, like, five or ten bucks or something like that. And we played through it, and it was, like, that was fun. So we ended up collecting, like, I think seven or eight, and I played through almost all of them. <laughs> like, move over, sister! I want the sequel! <laughs> okay. Funny story. We were playing one of them, and, like, I was eight or nine years old, and we're playing, and you're, like, going up this tower, and you're walking up the tower, and... It was towards the end of the game, you could tell, and, like, the bad guy was going to come. And my sis- my mom came in, and she's like, boo. And I screamed so freaking loud. <laughs> Left the chair, ran out of the room, ran upstairs, got into my bed, and went under the covers. This was at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, it was, like, Middle the sun the was out, <laughs> shining. My mom was like, what's going on? I was like... I was really scared, okay? I thought the guy was going to come out they and get me. Folks. Nancy Drew, uh, Danger yes. on Deception yes. on it was the original Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> wow. No, uh, I never I never thought that Nancy Drew could be the most terrifying game of your childhood. Right, no. <laughs> so, um, they're all kind of like a puzzle, like, um... Point and explore, click? Point and cl- yeah, like point and click adventure okay, yeah. games for the most part. Like, you have to kind of look around, look for clues, and solve, like, puzzles and stuff like that. Um, and then talk to characters and kind of put together the mystery. So I put down Nancy Drew, Danger on Deception Island, which <laughs> takes place actually um, in the San Juan Islands. You end up over there. And oh, please, continue to fill us in on the lore. You are <laughs> learning about, like, killer whales. I love orcas and stuff like that, and it's a fishing. Like, I was inspired to write a book later because of this game. <laughs> I love that. I started, like, a, a mystery book about someone who lived in the Seattle area and, like, was solving this mystery, and he wrote about... And now you're books. living that character, right? I am now living that character, <laughs> exactly, so... Uh. I love how this wasn't just like, oh, I remember that game was fun. This is like, oh. this is a legitimate, like, favorite game of mine. It was, okay, those games are actually pretty fun, and I still occasionally get the craving to, like, go back and play them, so. 
See, what I really love about your answer here is, you know, you're talking about how this is the generation of consoles and stuff that you basically missed. Yeah. So you're not a video gamer at all during this time. But the one video game that you did play <laughs> was Nancy Drew. Well, I didn't have any of the consoles, so I had to rely on PC. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, so those games were cheap. And like Your sister already my had sister, it. <laughs> my sister would get some, or me and my sister would be like, all right, we'll each pay five bucks and get, a, get one. So, yeah, it worked out. It works, it works. Yes. Great game. You should check check it out if you are bored and uh Yeah, I wonder if it's on Steam. <laughs> it's probably on Steam. You know what? I bet it is. It's probably like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Oh man. Jeff? That's funny. Um so my my favorite PC game, like I said, I was I was mostly about the uh, GameCube and then uh, a few other stuff um in this era, but when I was thinking of PC games that I played, played a lot of like different educational games. Like I was homeschooled, so like my mom would be like well, I know they like playing video games. All right, I'll, I'll, let, I'll throw them on the computer, play like Clue Finders or something for a little bit. Dude, Zoom Boonies um, was like one of the greatest <laughs> games of all time. Um, but I was thinking, and a great sport game that I actually liked. I'm usually not a big sports game fan. I uh, was Backyard Baseball 2001. And yeah. you have Pablo Sanchez, names like Pete Wheeler, Reese Worthington. Kenny Kawaguchi. I still remember like all these characters' names <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, and then the great thing about Backyard Baseball 2001 is that was the first one, I think, where they actually put in pros as kids. Oh. So Cowerpkin Jr. as a kid with like gray hair and everything <laughs> is in a game. Oh, and, like yeah. Alex Rodriguez was in it and like uh, like Derek Jeter. Like all these different like pro MLB players like in little cartoon kid versions were in there. And it was just really funny writing too. So as you're playing the game, the little characters had like little cartoon animations and they'd say funny things so you got to kind of really get to know the different characters mm-hmm. and uh, I had a pretty fun season mode if I remember right where you could kind yeah, of draft you your team and go through yep. the whole season and me and my brothers we all had our own team we'd all try to go at, like a perfect season and win the World Series without course, losing ones of and, course um, yeah it was a lot of fun and if I remember I think you could play two players like uh, at the same time as well yeah like, you could do like I think one person was on the keyboard and one yeah, person was like exactly. using the mouse so you could play against yeah, yeah and so we were actually able to do that with because most PC games especially in that era you weren't able to do a lot of yeah a lot of local like multiplayer no multiplayer yeah. in most games so. yeah so, the original multiplayer one person on half the keyboard the other person on the other half <laughs> yep. I don't know about you guys but I went for a home run every single time in this game I, <laughs> there was the like four swing. different you, there was like power swing you could try and do a line oh yeah or like a bunt or whatever power every single time i wanted to hit it out of the park every time um i was sitting in class one time at college and um the guy next to me pulled out his computer and was taking notes and about halfway through class he said screw it and he busted <laughs> out backyard baseball and was sitting there playing baseball and i'm sitting there looking over his shoulder going i remember this game this is a classic yeah, game i feel like That's it's a awesome. game like we don't really talk about or remember necessarily but yeah. like Literally I feel everyone, everyone has played this yes, game yeah. at mm-hmm. some point. Yep. So I think almost every single person I've talked to, even if they like don't really play games, have has played this mm. game. And they played that. Yeah. Well. In yes. preparation for this, I actually looked up a little video, um, just of like gameplay, just so I could kind of you know reminisce in the the classic game. And like I'm just watching, I'm like, oh my goodness, I love this game. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. it's awesome. So, nice. um. For my game, I actually chose uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. Um, it was basically the first big game I bought for computer. Um, and, oh my goodness, what a classic, right? I mean, 
it really set the stage for Mass Effect. Everything they did in that game was, you know, incredible. It was a, an incredible Star Wars adventure. The characters you fell in love with, and the gameplay was awesome. And I, I beat it probably three times. Wow, nice. Uh, That's rem- a long game. Remind me about, because I've only played this game, like, I yeah. played the beginning and stuff like that. Remind me of the battle system. It wasn't quite like turn based, but it was kind of right. Is that right? It was. It was um, sort of the like one of the breakouts in the turn base because originally the Final Fantasy style turn base was uh, you know one player at a time, very menu based, yes. yeah. very menu based. And then I don't know about late '90s Final Fantasy eight or nine. They changed that over to a faster pace. So like there was a pause in the action. And a lot of the MMOs based it off of, like, you had the specific powers that you could do at different times, yeah, and they had a cooldown time. Mm-hmm. And you you paused it, you could pause it at any time and kind of formulate your strategy. But all the combat took place in real time. Was that how and so, that's how knights worked? Yeah, and it was, it was based off of a stats roll, so obviously you could, sometimes you would get really lucky and hit a critical hit, or, you know, you know those type of things, or sometimes okay. they would hit a critical hit on you, yeah. and yeah, it was a lot of fun, like, combat-wise, it was, it took some, some of the harder, especially if you're a little bit lower level, took a little bit more strategy than just run and gun. Yeah, I remember, I didn't play it till later, and I think the reason I didn't get very far is because the combat system was very RPG-like, and uh, yeah. especially turn-based combat, I, like really really don't like very much so i have a hard time yeah. playing through games with that style yeah i i have a limited experience with the game um i actually never really played it when they came out but i'd heard nothing but good things from just like friends and other people and you know i've always been a star wars fan so i didn't actually get to try it, i think till like late in high school or something where i think i borrowed the xbox version and uh played it from a friend and mm-hmm. uh i i liked it i got uh, a few hours in and i actually ended up buying it on my mac um, when I was in college as well to, to give it another shot. Um, but I, I'm just not really a big RPG guy. I know it's kind of hard for me to get into the system as well, but I really loved the Star Wars feel. They kind of nailed that. I'm like thinking like, wow, this game came out in the early 2000s. That's really impressive. And so yeah. um, I really loved the Star Wars feel and just the story and stuff was really yeah. cool. The unit, they did a really good job with the universe and yeah, everything for sure. along yeah. those lines. So, yeah, I think that's a good pick, Rob. Yeah, sweet. So, Next system, we're going to jump right into one of Nathan's favorites, the PlayStation 2, Sony. <laughs> um, I say that sarcastically because Nathan never owned a PS2. Never. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so as many PS2s as were sold, like best-selling system ever, et cetera, et cetera, I didn't know, like, anyone who had a PS2. Like, well, you did live in Montana. I did live in Montana. Yeah, out true. in the middle of nowhere. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. No. <laughs> I think I only played a PS2 like maybe three or four times in my life, and it was like we would go over. My mom's friend, I think, it was my mom's friend, who we didn't see very much. We went over to her house sometimes, and like, they had a somebody who was like maybe like four or five years older than me, and so he would kind of like play with me and kind of show me around and stuff like that. So I remember playing yeah. the PS2 that they had. Um, so my pick for this uh, is Spider-Man Two. I remember swinging around the city and really enjoying that that was a super cool aspect of that game um it was kind of open world especially for back then a great like this open world like you can explore swing anywhere just do anything yeah and it just worked and felt really good yeah mm-hmm. the, it felt really good um the story i mean it's followed the movie right I don't yeah remember. It's, it's yeah loosely based on the loosely movie. based on the movie 
So like it, it does kind of like do the Doc Ock stuff in the movie, but there's also yeah. other missions. There was a lot of side quests and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember having a lot of fun with it, but I didn't ever beat the game. I think I only played it like maybe three or four hours or something <laughs> like that. But it was a lot of fun, and it was one of the only PS2 games uh, I've ever played. So. You're you're lucky. I never really got to play it when I was like growing up. I never never owned it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my my grandma. With her PS2, she she picked up Spider Man when she originally got it because it was in like the three dollar bargain bin or something. Yeah, knew like I like Spider Man, so I played the crap out of it. And like I, I think out of I the first one, yeah, out of the first one, hundred percent. But it was an awful game. Like it was terrible. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was really really bad. But I I played it a lot just because it was Spider Man and I didn't have a lot of options. But eventually <laughs> we talked. My grandma, I t- tried to get her to get Battlefront two. Um, or one of the Battlefront games. Oh, I forgot about that game. Yeah, because that game was she, awesome. She got it before we got an Xbox too, so we didn't really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wasn't yeah. able to play it. I was a GameCube owner, um, but she accidentally bought Star Wars Jedi Starfighter <laughs> instead. Oh, Grandma! Which is kind of like a crappy like Rogue a Squadron. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, eh, it's good. So I tried playing it, but it wasn't that great. But finally, she totally redeemed herself when I came over one day, and she's like, "Oh, I." Uh, I'm going to go check out the PS2, kind of like hint, hint. Like, I hear there's a game that you've been really wanting to play on it. And I go over there, and I look, and shrink wrap is Spider-Man, the Hulk, Ryu, Wolverine, Marvel versus Capcom 2, New Age, New Dawn of Heroes. I'm like, oh! I I tore that out so quick, and me and my brother, like, we're like having we're having to be pried away from the console, and my mom's like, finally, it's time to go! (laughs) And, uh, so... I, I played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 a lot with uh, one of my friends who had it for Dreamcast. Um, but he, he lived like in uh, a couple hours away, so I only got to see him once or twice a year. Uh, but just loved loved that game. Uh, I didn't play a lot of Street Fighter growing up, but I loved just the art style and the way it worked and all the different characters. It's like it's like 50-something characters in that game. It's insane. Like, Dude, that's awesome. Um, so I had a lot of fun with that game. And I think the PS2 version is really the best version that they've ever put. They've remastered yeah. it and put on different formats, but PS2 one has, like, all these awesome bonus features. and It had incredible gameplay. I, re- I remember playing that one a lot as well um, later. I actually, I didn't actually pick that one up until after PS3 had come out, mm-hmm. but I remember playing that one a lot, because I was just, I love playing as Wolverine and just mm-hmm. destroying everyone. Just yeah, the fact that it had so incredible. many characters was They had so was many awesome. obscure characters, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had, like, Thanos before he anyone knew who he was, like Shumo Gorath, like all these yeah. random, they have a little serve bot is like a little minion from like, I think the Mega Man games, like all these random characters and it was it was super fun. They all were really good and it's all hand drawn animation too, so it's really pretty yeah. as well. It was and it's got great cheesy jazz music <laughs> thing for no reason. <laughs> all right. The character selection was like a seven second jazz loop of this lady going, I gotta take it for a ride <laughs> It's terrible, but it's hilarious. It's, it's great. Classic early thousands. Um, <laughs> Rob, so for my you? pick, for my pick, I actually chose Kingdom Hearts. Um, this is you know there's several great games that came out on PS2. Um, I I was really debating because you know there's like the Sly Cooper, two and three yes. both came out in this era, which I played those both to death. Um, I'm still playing some, those games. <laughs> they're so great. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, ten came out during this time period, and I played that one a lot, but it, when it came down to it, the one game that I really enjoyed the most on the PS2 was Kingdom Hearts because it was all those Final Fantasy characters that I sort of followed when I played Final Fantasy and Disney. And it was just incredible. I mean, you're literally running around the world with Donald and Goofy running right behind you 
trying to find King Mickey and I mean it was just awesome and you get to go to all the Disney movie worlds and stuff and see like um you know uh Belle and uh the Beast Castle Belle from like, the Beast? yeah it was awesome and like there's just so many different things in that world that were just absolutely incredible and the gameplay was a lot of fun um it was very fast paced it was kind of it wasn't it was a little bit more hack and slash than coder uh, Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, it wasn't, but it, it still wasn't, had... It's not... I pl- didn't play this on PS2, but I played it, the remaster on my PS3. Yeah. And so it's not, like, turn-based. Like, you just kind of run around and hit people with your key, so, keystone. Is that what it's called? So I might actually like it? Your, key, your yeah. keyblade. 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 That, that's the thing. Yeah, actually, it was, it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and I constantly think I need to go back and play that. I actually have it. I bought a PS2, and I have Kingdom Hearts simply because I love that game so much. So I bought it. Get you know, Kingdom like Hearts years 2. later, eight when it releases in January, right, Rob? Oh, I'm <laughs> so, thinking about it. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> is, is one of my biggest, like I guess you could say, gaps or big series that everyone mm-hmm. loves that I've never played. I never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games, and all I know about the series is they made a first one which people loved. Second one came out, like, all my friends I had to, like, freaked out, and they loved it to death, and they, like, were so mad that I, like, hadn't played it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have PS2, guys. Calm down. Um, and then all I've heard since then is they've made, like, ten games since then, but none of them had been Kingdom Hearts 3 or games that people have wanted to play. Is that true? They've made, yeah. like, a couple mobile ones. They made <laughs> well, the 3DS one, I think yeah. some DS ones, and... A bunch of remakes, right? They did well, some remakes. Well, basically what they did is they created all this extra story stuff. So they have a game that's between 1 and 2. I think they have one that's a prequel. They have, like, a couple that are sort of, like, what's happening after the side while two's going on, one that's happening while one's going on. I mean... But they're all, it's, like, smaller, bite more bite-sized games, They're not, games, like, right? yeah. games not that full. people actually like. And they actually right. changed the gameplay in a lot of them. And so, uh, like, one of the ones... The only other one that released on the PS2 was uh, Chain of Memories, and it was card-based. Uh, so, yeah. like, you had to find... Like, on the yeah. PS2. Oh, that makes sense. Everyone yeah. loves the first two games, so let's make a card game instead of a third one. Yep. Uh, so... That's interesting. Everyone's still waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3, which will maybe come out 2018, I think, because uh, it's. I think it's being it's, developed it's, by the same same people who are doing. Delayed, I, I think it's it's Square Enix, so I think it's similar to the people who are making the Final Fantasy 7 remake. So I wouldn't expect news on that until yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least the first episode of Final Fantasy 7 uh, comes right. out. Well, we are recording this live, and it looks like we may have lost Rob's connection on Skype, so hopefully we'll be able to get him back in here. But I think we can go ahead and move on into uh, Microsoft and Xbox. Um, Xbox came out in 2001. Um, like I said, I got one a few years after it came out. My brother picked one up, and he, he was the one who played most of the stuff on there. Um, but I will say there was a few games I played. Burnout 3, I want to give a shout-out. Burnout was a lot of fun. Dude, Crash Mode was changed my life in yeah. racing games. <laughs> For sure. Just being able to like take people out and just seeing the cards exploding was a lot yeah. of fun. And then there was actually a paintball game. I don't know if anyone's ever played this. It's called Greg Hastings Paintball. It was like a hidden gem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because... I played some paintball game on the it was probably, probably original is. Xbox. I don't know if it was Hastings, it was, but it was some... It was super fun. Did you like... Was it third person? No. Do you remember? It was or not was third it? person. Okay. 
It was, it was first person. Or first person. And it played like regular paintball. You get someone like once and they're out and you get points based on like where you hit them. Uh-huh. And I like a campaign mode where you can like upgrade different parts and get sponsors and you get like a gold paintball gun. And it was just a really solid technical game and like it was this little cheap bargain game that we found. So had a lot of fun with that. That's not my pick though. Going with Halo 2. I know it's kind of a cop-out answer. Everyone loves Halo, Halo 2. Um, we never actually had Halo on the original Xbox. Wait. Um, you had Halo 2, but not Halo? We had Halo 2, because wow. Halo 2 was kind of the big game that was out when we had gotten our Xbox, Yeah, and like it had a much improved multiplayer mode, in my mm-hmm. opinion, and stuff like that. We didn't have Xbox Live or anything, but this was kind of the first game that I that we ever got that was rated M. Like It was kind of Ooh, a big deal yeah. in, in the Morse yeah, household, totally. and so we had to, like, our parents made us wait for almost like a year before they let us even consider getting it, and we just... It was one of those games I just really loved and really wanted to play because it was so fun and I hadn't really played any shooters or games like that before. Yeah. And so like sometimes we would go to a friend's house or go to a party, you know, they'd have Halo 2 split screen where it was like, oh, and I would like die to like get in there and grab one of those controllers and play it. So when I finally got it, it was just like the most magical moment. Like I can play Halo 2 whenever I want. <laughs> um, and so uh, we actually, I think me and my brother were both split. It was like 20 something bucks at Blockbuster. Oh, we, nice. We, we bought it there and uh, still, still one of my... Uh, favorite shooters i loved the campaign i just wish it wasn't so short <laughs> yeah but uh a lot of fun and just even just 1v1 like my brother and stuff he had a lot of fun in that halo 2 is my most played multiplayer first person game of all time i don't think that will ever change because i spent <laughs> so much time in junior high playing this game with friends we would just play for hours lockout is the best map there's no comparison <laughs> um and you get the sword Either get the sword. Oh, actually, or the shoddy. Or the shoddy. But my favorite dual wielding. It wasn't in a hit yeah, the original Halo, awesome. and they added dual wielding, so you could like dual wield Needler, and mm-hmm. um, it was so great. I love playing SMG and Magnum. That was my SMG combo to take down my brother. Yeah, yeah. I love the sticking mechanic. I'd always uh, go for the sticks. My brother would usually outshoot me, but I if I could land a stick, I would <laughs> I would uh, win the battles there, and just all the different types of weapons and ah, oh, just great game. Yes. Fantastic game. What about you? Uh, so for me, I Halo 2 would obviously be my first pick, probably. Um, but since you already picked it, and since I didn't super want to cop out, uh, <laughs> I went with um, the game uh, Elder Scrolls 3, I think it is, uh, Morrowind. Um, I never, Like I said, I never actually owned an Xbox, but I, my friend had this game. I ended up playing it a ton at my friend's house. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was like the first, like, I think it was, like, the first, like, RPG-ish game I ever played. Um, but the fact that it was, like, in first person instead of third person and it wasn't, wasn't turn-based made me just enjoy it a lot. Like, the world was really, really interesting. It's, like, kind of, you know, high fantasy. Um, this is, like, the magic. prequel to Skyrim, right? Yeah, it's the game... Oh, before Two Oblivion. games before Skyrim, right. yes. The game before Oblivion. Um, a ton of fun. I remember really, really enjoying it. I actually think it would be great they're making a Skyrim remake. I would remake i would love a remake of morrowind because i played it back in the day really enjoyed it but it's been a really long time yeah, it'd be too much effort it. It probably yeah i think you said that they would have think... to it'd be way too much effort to do oblivion or morrowind simply because they'd have to really they'd actually have to remake the whole game yeah they would probably there's probably a lot scratch. of stuff they would have to change in it which probably wouldn't be worth the effort but it would be awesome well, and I don't even know if they have the game on their servers anymore like skyrim they already had and so they could just retouch the computer game that they already have on their 
uh, servers, but Morrowind and Oblivion are just gone. They don't have that I'm type. I'm sure it's they don't somewhere. They could it's dig somewhere it archived and stuff. You'd I have to dig it up. But, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure they're focused on making <laughs> the Elder Scrolls but, Six on the new game. Yeah, I, I had I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with Morrowind. That's like all he played. He he like <laughs> just go and play like all weekend long. What do you do? Like, just play Morrowind all week. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was awesome. Cool, Rob. Uh, favorite Microsoft game. You know, I considered saying Morrowind. Um, I also considered saying Halo. Uh, I liked Halo 1 better than Halo 2. Uh, I think it was more... the story or the multiplayer or just in general? Gameplay, story, multiplayer. Well, the Halo 2 multiplayer was probably the best. Yeah, Halo... But the Halo 1 story and gameplay was way better. Mm, Uh, Okay. (laughs) I think I agree with you. The story was better, but I think the gameplay was better in 2. Well, I think that the dual wielding was a lot better in Halo 2, and some of the the weapons were better, but come on. Halo 1, the pistol. <laughs> the OP pistol. pistol that, fun. So great. But I actually chose um, another uh, RPG series that started in the early 2000s, which was You just Fable. pick all RPGs? Yes, he loves RPGs. I That's love RPGs, and this was the RPG era. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, I do agree with you though Fable is a Fable great, was the first incredible especially. great game well and because Fable was so cool because there were so many revolutionary things and obviously Peter uh, Molithink whatever his name, last name is didn't really deliver on everything he promised he reminds never me of, he never does yeah he never does he re, you know someone said that um, he uh, reminds that uh, Sean Murray reminds him a lot you know yep. making all yep, these empty promises that don't actually make it to the game so, but um, Fable was so classic because there were just so many elements in there. Like the combat was really fast-paced and fun and easy to master. The story was there and it was fun, but there's just so many side quests and the humor was great and uh, just like how you could craft your hero into like either the evil dark person or the good person you wanted him to be. It was really, I mean, it was kind of the first besides Knights of the Old Republic, it was kind of the first, like, games that really made that type of decision. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I remember most about Fable is just the fact that you could kind of choose, like, evil the good or evil path. And it was, I think it was the first game I ever played that I remember being able to do that. And, like, it had an effect on your character, right? Like, your look look changed based on what you were. Yeah, you could grow more evil. Yeah. (laughs) And you got a halo if you were good. Yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the first Fable as well. I... I think I liked the most about it is you, it was a really easy world to get into. Like I yeah. was able to buy into the world and the story, everything right away. Like I, from working as like a camp counselor for all these years, like I've started a lot of stories that have been inspired from just kind of the setting of Fable. Like oh, really? I, I just found that a really good kind of world and environment to kind of buy into, mm-hmm. and you could you know, upgrade either your I think combat and defense, your archery, or your magic. Like those yeah. different things was really nice easy way this is a sim- simplified it's not system. Yeah, yeah crazy like numbers and stats with 500 different spells like a lot of rpgs it was yeah. very kind of easy to get into which i liked so yeah it took like you know morrowind was like the hardcore rpg that everyone got into because they liked the the whole numbers game fable was the rpg game you wanted to get in because you wanted to hack and slash a bunch of goblins yeah it, it was it was, awesome. it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah i i just so. wish that that series got better as it went along, but sadly... Instead of worse. worse. <laughs> yeah. I liked... I think I like Fable 2 more than Fable 1, but... I started Fable 2. I've played 
Fable 2 several times, but mm-hmm. I started Fable 2 like 20 or 30 times and never got oh, wow. really far into it. Like the start at the beginning of the game was probably my favorite part yeah, of the I game. Like the start too. Yeah. <laughs> and after about the first hour or two of gameplay, then it just kind of gets monotonous. It, it was interesting for me too because I actually started playing Fable 2 was the first one I played all the way through. Um, and then a friend was like, what, you never played the first one? Like, that's one of my favorite games ever. So I borrowed it, played through Fable 1, loved it. And mm-hmm. then Fable 3, I actually, my brother saw me playing those games, so he assumed I loved Fable and bought me the third one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I played the third one, which was good, but it just wasn't, it didn't execute very well. Um, so it was kind of interesting, but I think the first one was probably my favorite. Yes. Yeah, I, I love kind of the first one. Order, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, great. Wanna... And then... The final category we have is Nintendo, and this is N64, GameCube, and Game Boy Advance. There's just so many great choices. There's a lot of great choices. This is is the big category. It's why I saved it for last. We could do a whole show just on our favorite Nintendo early 2000 games. There were so many to choose from, and there were so many, like, uh, nuances. Like, ones that kind of flew under the radar that no one really caught that I was just like, oh, man, I remember playing this game, and it was so much fun, but... Nathan, um, what you got? Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit of a cop-out here, but you'll have to forgive me because it's The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, <laughs> which is, the more I think about it, I think it's probably my second favorite Zelda game of all time, um, behind really? Ocarina of Time. I love the art style. I think it's beautiful. Um, that game, even when before Nintendo chose to remaster it, um, it still looked good like 10 years later, which is crazy because most games from the early 2000s don't look good anymore yeah um so i really like the art style the the fact that like it was really really focused on exploring you got your ship and you had to they had this huge ocean map um to explore in every single block of the ocean the way the map was divided up it was divided up into different like kind of blocks or sections and Mm -hmm. each block had a different island that you could discover and um do a different thing on whether it was like completing a quest or meeting a stranger or um you and you had to use like kind of items to figure out how to get to some of them and so that part was really awesome. The characters were great. Um, and just the sense of progression was was really cool. It was a neat, it was a neat, a pretty good story for a Zelda game. Zelda games aren't famous for like their great or deep stories or anything like that, but they did a good job with the story and making it more about like saving your sister and stuff like that. About um, your little fat grandma. Dude, your fat grandma is awesome. I love it. <laughs> if I hear so grandma's weird. music from today, I will still like get a little choked up. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, fantastic, um, underrated game, especially when it first came out, because a lot of people were upset that it wasn't more realistic style, um, was, and I think yeah, it was quite controversial. Gone, more and more people have come to realize how great of a game it is. That was Nintendo's false marketing, that was their own fault. They showed yeah. a trailer a year before the reveal of Wind Waker, with a great, no, no, like, no. CG it was two demo. Years, it was in 2000. Three years before the game came out. It was, like, basically Ocarina of Time, but way, way prettier in this epic, like, Link and Ganondorf battle. Yes. Everyone was hyped for the next Zelda game. Like, oh, it's going to look so beautiful. It was promoting the GameCube. And then the next, or the trailer comes out for the new Zelda game. Everyone's so stoked. And then they see cartoon birds, and they see a little character with giant cat eyes. And it's like, this is you, the legendary hero You are not allowed to talk about this game. You (laughs) haven't even played it, and you're freezing to play it because of the art style, which makes you a bit of a... I don't even know what to call you. Well, when, when it came out, I, I wasn't into Zelda. My first Zelda game that yes. I actually bought and actually played a lot, uh, played more than a few hours, was uh, Twilight Princess. And it was a very realistic, grounded game. And so going back, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I kind of like that. It was good. 
Um, it was my first Zelda game. It was a good experience. And looking back, I'm like, I missed a lot of Zelda games. Wind Waker was not the top of my list to go back and revisit and play through. And it still isn't because I still haven't beaten a couple Zelda games. Like I haven't beaten Majora's Mask and um, Link's Awakening and a, a few other ones. And so Wind Waker is kind of on the, the bottom of my pile there. But mm. I've heard good things from practically everyone, but I don't know. It's a great game. I'll play it someday, maybe. You will not. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So for my favorite game, uh, I wasn't going to do F- F-Zero, but I-, I figured you guys have all been tired of me hearing about how great F-Zero is. Um, I would like to remind you, though, that F-Zero GX, which came out in 2004, is the last F-Zero game that has come out. And here we are, in 2016, 12 years later. And we're talking about our favorite games in that era, and we still have not received follow-up sequel, so... Well, there's nothing they can expand on. They made the perfect game, and they're done with it. That's it, basically it what is Nintendo practically a perfect said. game. I, I will say that, but... There, you cannot say that you cannot make a modern follow-up to a racing game I'm 16 years later. I'm just stating Nintendo's position on it. That's what they've said. Yeah. It's, because you, <laughs> it's you can't ridiculous. do something like add an online multiplayer or you know, graphics that are higher than 360p, <laughs> right? Yeah. All uh, right, so what is your pick? So, so my pick would be F-Zero. Super Smash Bros. Melee. Um, I feel like I've kind of under, underrepresented Smash in the show. We did an episode earlier when we had a... Uh, Troy, one of my friends, is a competitive Smash player, NorCal mm-hmm. on. But now we haven't talked a bunch of Smash Bros, and that's a, a big part of my, my gaming history and love. Um, Melee was one of those first big games uh, where me and my brothers would regularly compete in. With a 64, we had a rotation of games. Like it would be, we'd swap out Mario Kart 64 with Diddy Kong Racing, do Mario Tennis, you know, all those different uh, games. We'd blow each other up in Star Fox. Um, but. Melee was one of those games where it's like Melee was in our GameCube every single day at some point when we played. Like <laughs> we'd start with Melee, we maybe might play something else, but we'd always end with Melee as well. It was that game we'd always go and I loved unlocking all the characters in that game. Like it was super mm-hmm. fun. There's a neat little adventure mode where you could kind of wander through the different worlds of all the different franchises in the game. And I probably like wiped my save file in that game like over a dozen times just so I could like re unlock <laughs> all the games. Go back and redo it. Yeah, oh, and just give it awesome. give it more replay value and stuff. And um, I remember the the fastest way to unlock Mewtwo is you had to play twenty hours in the game. You could just set on endless brawl and then just leave your GameCube on like all night for like twenty <laughs> for like twenty hours, then you'd have them unlocked by the time you finished it in the morning. Um, so I I just have so many good memories playing Melee, it still is one of the, the best multiplayer games like in esports right now, like Smash Bros. Melee, I think is the biggest fighting game uh, right behind, I think, Street Fighter. Um, so yeah. uh, still a lot of people playing Melee. Uh, mm-hmm. It's super glitchy and has tons of weird things in it. So like if you watch competitive Melee, it probably won't look anything like you remember Melee actually being because like the pro players could do all these weird glitches and tricks and move around like ninjas. But Wave dashing. Yeah, wave dashing, all that crazy stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, Melee was that first game that made me realize how fun fighting games can be. Um, and it was that first multiplayer game we got on the GameCube and it's still like all the way through. It was like, that was the game we played and brought everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. I never really, I played the original Super Smash Brothers on the 64 a ton with my friend, but I didn't have a GameCube, so I never played Melee really. Yeah. And I was the opposite. I, I I didn't have the original. I borrowed it from friends a couple of times, never bought Mm. those, you know, still pretty young. But Melee came out, and we're like, okay, we all have to pitch in <laughs> by Melee. And that was that one game you could go over to friends' houses. Whenever you saw a GameCube, you knew people were sitting there probably be playing Melee. 
You wanted to hop in and show everyone how good you were in Melee. You knew, like, literally almost everyone who owned a GameCube owned this game. So. Well, yeah, that was my experience as well. I had a Smash for the 64, yep. but um, yeah, I didn't have a GameCube, uh, but everyone I knew had Smash. Um, they all had Melee, and I would go over and play Melee at everyone's house, and I almost said Melee, but I saw that Jeff was going to say <laughs> it, so I picked a different game, actually, which is another Mario game that I think every household, I think, had, uh, and that is Mario Kart Double Dash. Double Dash! Which Double was Dash. a really, I think it was a really incredible way to mix up the series, like putting it so you had two people on the cart, and you could switch the people, and you could have one have the item, and... Like, I mean, it was just incredible gameplay, and I just remember playing a lot of Double Dash and a lot of Melee, but... No, Double Dash is a great game, and one of the things people don't remember about that game is every, like, uh, set of characters had their own special item that only they could Yeah. Get. So, like, Mario and Luigi had, like, fireballs they could shoot out that only they mm-hmm. would be able to get. Bowser and Bowser Jr. had, like, a crazy giant the Koopa shell that would go all over the place, so, like... Uh, the babies had the giant chain chomps that would, like, blast through people. And so, like, it was actually, that was, I think, probably the game out of all of them that was you were really strategic in which characters you picked. Because not yeah. only did you pick your class card and you could choose what, you know, I wanted to be a heavy card, a light, a medium, you also got the special item as well. So, started some more strategy in a Mario Kart too. Dude, that's, yeah, I also never really played Double Dash, but the idea of, like, switching and having two people in the car. I mean, I also, that's... both of us played Double Dash all the time. No, 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 it's, it's... Similar to Melee. Like, I never, oh, okay. <laughs> I never really played Double Dash, just like I didn't play Melee. Um, but the idea of having two different characters in that street, I think that's really awesome. And I think a lot of people want to see Nintendo maybe revisit revisit that in a Mario Kart yeah. in the future. Yeah, no, I think it would be a really good gameplay aspect to throw in there. It, um, it'd be really I think, interesting to throw that in even as such like a side mode or like a DLC or just like a battle mode where you can yeah. activate Double Dash cards. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, it'd be kind of cool, I mean, especially with a lot of the modern technology and stuff now, if you could throw, you know, in, like, the newer, maybe with the NX, if that ever comes out, like, maybe have the Mario Dash, but do it so that one player controls the front character and the other one controls the back character, and you guys can switch, like, how you could in Double Dash, and, like... Mm -hmm. So then you have a little bit of co-op going on there as well. Yeah. I mean, that might be it might be too complicated, but it might be kind of cool as well. Yeah, I just was, remember co-op was great. Yeah, it would have been perfect with the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First on the gamepad, the, first on TV, but it, that was another game I'm that was really about Mario Kart 8. that was another one that was really fun to unlock characters in, and like the character. Yeah. I had no idea what the characters would be because we were so weird. Like Diddy Kong was in there, which was awesome. That was the first time. Like uh, Diddy Kong hasn't been in a racers a Mario Kart game since then. They put in, like, I think Wiggler and, like, Boo and Petey Piranha, like, all these yeah. kind of just crazy Mario characters. And, like, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 I played, and it's like, you unlocked Baby Peach. <laughs> you unlocked Metallic Peach. I'm like, what is that? Like, give me some cool characters, like Petey Piranha right? and stuff. Like, Diddy Kong. Where's Diddy Kong? When also, you can unlock so many more carts in Double Dash. Like, they had all the carts that you could unlock. Yeah. And it was a big and, like, deal because that was the first was time huge. Mario Kart you could choose you your could cart. You could choose your cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Cool. And it was awesome. I remember it just so many, so much time was spent in the main menu or like the menu before you started to race. So they're going, what cart do I want? You know, what, what players you know i mean like you spent so much time almost as much time racing as you did picking your character i know this game is great because uh the children's ministry that i used to work in at the last church i worked at uh in 2014 the uh first through third grade classroom was still like playing double dash on a gamecube 
in there, and kids were still <laughs> loving it. So that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, transcends time. <laughs> yep, it's such a good game, and it was great for four players too, because I had three brothers, and so with Mario Kart 64, it's usually me or my dad winning most of the stuff. But with mm-hmm. that, we could switch up the teams to do two v two with the bomb on battle and other stuff, and it always kept it interesting. So awesome. So those are our top choices for that era. Um, great picks, guys. There yes, are so many more Nancy games Drew. during. <laughs> I, I did it look out. it up. Did on, I did look it up on Steam, and it is. On it's on there, and it's seven dollars. Oh, seven dollars. Well, is it worth seven dollars? Probably, but I haven't played it in like. What year is it? Two thousand sixteen. Probably at least like. All of our listeners are going to go years. down this now, and if it's not good, they're going to really mad at you. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, if you want to check it out, it's fun to mess around with and stuff like that. I know I would enjoy going back to it just because of nostalgia, yeah. but yeah. I don't know how great of a game it actually is. Nostalgia is a good drive to buy new, buy old games. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, so, those are our picks. If you guys have any more picks that uh, we might have missed or that you think is your favorite, go and uh, hit us up on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. And let us know, what is your favorite game from the 2000 to 2005 era? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... We, we had one person hit us up, and that was uh, Jeff Brown at Jump 20. He also mentioned uh, Melee, and then he also said Majora's Mask, Perfect Dark for the N64. Those were some late N64 games like Rob was talking about. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then he also played the uh, Final Fantasy 9 and 10. He also had a lot of fun with as yes. well. Yes, so, and uh, yeah. Mario Sunshine as well. I think, think, I think we all agree that's a pretty good list. I mean, we yes. talked about some of those games. <laughs> we yeah. talked about yeah, we most hit on of some those of them, games. Yeah. So, so, in some capacity. Good list, good list. So, um, that about wraps up our episode. But before we go, we always like to share what we're playing, just checking in. Um, for me... Uh, lots of Overwatch and Destiny still, having a lot of fun with the PvP mode. I actually got to jump in uh, Overwatch uh, with Anthony uh, from Parker Spy Radio this week, and that was that was pretty fun. We finally beat Medium on Junk and Sand's Revenge. Oh, you guys beat Medium <laughs> oh, with him? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I finally beat Medium, which was Neat. was pretty difficult. Did that. Um, didn't. I played hardly any Destiny this week. Kind of took a break after Iron Banner last week, but did jump into the raid this weekend and finally got most of the way through we up until last night we got to that final encounter weren't weren't quite able to finish it off uh but with the new update coming out i'm i think we'll be we'll be ready to yep. beat it this yep. next week so um other than that i threw two two more games in my backlog into the mix finally got back in the middle of your solid five uh played that for about two hours um i think it was on friday yeah i kind of had the house myself i'm like doing it put my headphones on nathan actually recommended it i think was that you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you said you'd been wanting i'm to like oh yeah it. what do i do and he's like dude play, play, play middle of your song i'm like all right so i went back into it um i i beat one main mission i think one or two side missions and i got most of the way through a, the second mission but i kind of got to a point where i had completed the mission probably not the best way that i learned that it made a really pretty much impossibly for me to complete it. Oh, that's frustrating. And, and so I could really checkpoint. It was like, it's there's no way I'm going to do this. And I didn't really feel like redoing the whole thing. And I yeah. kind of wanted to, to switch it up and play something else. So kind of put it away. I, I don't know if I'll play it again for another couple weeks or something. But I had some fun <laughs> going back to it still. Um, and then uh, played a lot of Sly Cooper 2 oh well, as well this week. So um, Yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, hey, we, we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, and uh, that's actually one of the remasters. It was actually before I got the PS3. I got the Slide Trilogy. I saw like you could buy the download code for all three of them for like it was like, oh, yeah. three bucks or something. It was super cheap. It yeah. was like under five dollars for like all three oh, of those wow. games. 
And I'd played part of it once before, I think on Nathan's PS3, he had one of the remasters. And so I just got them all, downloaded them on Nathan's PS3, and would like go over to his house and play every <laughs> once in a while. And uh, really liked it. And so when I finally got my own PS3, just downloaded my system. But um, I've been kind of taking my time savoring, uh, savoring them. So I mm. am on the, I think the final chapter of Slide 2 now. And then I'm about halfway through the third one. Dude. But I've kind of held off to finish the, Slide 2. Those 3D platformers, you got to make it last till ukulele. So. Exactly. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. pacing it out. I just love the collectathons and finding all the different stuff and platforming. So. Yeah. Just remember, always, always, always avoid Banjo, Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. No, you know, you Why are you even mentioning twice. this? I was preaching the gospel. Just saying, if you you're not, like, do not buy this game. This is not Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> it's funny. Like, we, we're mentioning pa- platformers and going back and playing platformers, and that's when we have to mention, don't do it. Yeah. Just say no. But it, it's a great chill game. It's again, fun, uh, you know, easy, relaxing yeah. game. Yeah. So. Fun, uh, Rob, what have you been playing? All right, so I got a little bit. I told you guys last week I'd play a little bit of Fallout 3, and I got a chance to um, play it about 30, 40 minutes the other day and um, destro- got attacked by, like, 20 death claws. So I, <laughs> Did you die? No, actually, I didn't. I, I beat them all. Rob I, never I, dies. He oh, only, okay, because you're so I used to, over-leveled. but... Now that I'm such a I'm a high enough level that it doesn't matter. All the combat encounters is just sort of like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> no, I'll just move on and do something else. I'll just this is loot a sign the body. you need to play the main quest and stop playing side quests. You're too powerful, <laughs> man. You need a challenge. Uh, I know, I know. I was thinking about it the other day, but we'll see. I, I think I'm going to drag this out for a little bit longer. What about Arkham Knight? Uh, Have you actually progressed in the main story there? Are you still doing side stuff? No, I actually. Uh, got into one of the missions um i think it's one of the harley quinn which is like three fourths of the, or two thirds of the way through the main story mm-hmm. you hit uh a harley quinn section and you can't get out of it and so i um actually did play through all that earlier today actually oh, nice. um right before the episode i was playing that and got, got through that section and out of there and some crazy uh, twists and stuff and fun things happening there. It's awesome. Uh, I'm really loving the story here, but I'm still kind of in this awkward debate of whether or not I should finish all the most wanted missions because I know it changes the ending. And not sure if I want to because you have to actually get just, all the just Riddler. Just once, see the, the ending, and then you can go back and finish it again finish and see it the once, real Yeah, one. or look it up yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or look it up <laughs> Um, and then I actually went and visited my family this weekend, and so um, I got to hang out with my brothers, and we're all pretty big gamers, and so uh, played a little Portal 2 co-op, which I'd beaten Portal cool. 2 a long time ago, but I never played the co-op, and so I started going into that one, and it's actually really fun. Yeah, it's really it fun to mess with your friend. Um, and I also played uh, Mario Kart 64 and Super Smash Bros. 64. Nice. Um, Those are great games to go back to. I did, I did okay at Mario Kart. Um, my, I uh, split it with my younger brother. He's super good at it. And so he won like four races and battles, and I won like three of them. So, um, nice. But then we played Super Smash Bros., and I lost every single time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Were sometimes. you not Kirby? Kirby always wins in the race. Yes, Kirby. Well, he is. was always Kirby, and oh, I was... Oh, no, one of those players. All right, well, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. lost then. <laughs> I was uh, Captain Falcon. Oh, nice. Because... Nice. Representing F-Zero. I appreciate it, Rob. Yep. yep. <laughs> cool. All right, well, I... 
Played some Overwatch. Um, been playing the the new update a lot. It's really cool. Junkenstein's Revenge is a neat brawl. I really like it. Um, and all the new skins and costumes and stuff like that. Um, I think we could both say we hope they do more PvP type stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The the PVE stuff. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. PVE. Yeah, it was cool to be able to play. I said the whole game's PVP. Yeah. So that was awesome. Been a lot of fun. Um, and then I also played. Been getting really excited for Pokemon, so played some more Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Beat the eighth gyms. I'm seeing your face. You're already like getting excited just thinking about the new Pokemon. Games. Yes, <laughs> yes. I beat the eighth gym, so I just need to go beat the Elite Four now, um, which is cool. So Dude, you can do that this week. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. If Got I a good do. team. Um, yeah, uh, Lapras is my highest level Pokemon. No surprise there. If no. you know me, I love Lapras. <laughs> but yeah, I have a pretty good team. Lots of water cool. Pokemon. It's, it's very water centric. Too much water, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then the other game I played is I beat Twilight Princess HD this week, which was a lot of fun. Um, awesome. Glad you finally got it. Yeah, I had played through most of it um, on a GameCube, actually, but never beat it. So I beat it. Um, finally finished the actual game uh, this weekend. Enjoyed it. Not Still, like, not my favorite 3D Zelda. Um, probably one of the lower tiers, but still a lot of fun. Um, some really cool dungeons, and the last fight with Ganondorf, while not super hard, there was a lot of different phases, which was neat. Yeah, the lot of phases creepy. were cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. That was my biggest pet peeve to do. Why I loved the final fight. Yeah. Um, it was my first Zelda game ever, and mm-hmm. I beat the final boss without dying once. Yeah, like, I didn't die once either. So. Like I, I feel like I should have died at least once. I don't know how these bosses work. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like that cheats you out of the full experience to beat it without dying. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's like playing on baby easy mode. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for tuning into our show. Sorry. We went about 10 minutes over here. However, we will make it up to you because we are going to be playing a piece of the halo soundtrack performed by the London Philharmonic symphony. Uh, enjoy guys. So beautiful. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>